0: So, my voice is still fucked. I thought it was going to get better, but it's not. It's still fucked. So, you can listen to me sound like Marge Simpson or a little girl for the next two hours. And you can listen to me go through the headlines, because that's what the fuck we do. We go through them headlines, boy. <laughs> you can't really convey and that I sound like such a girl, don't I? I been my girl's been ripping the piss out of me for the last two days on this. I don't give a fuck. We're just gonna roll with it. This is why we keep it one hundred. Anyway, you can't be enthusiastic on this. And then, yeah, we gotta roll through the headlines, and uh, we're gonna find out what's going on with the floor prices. We've seen these tokens; these are now at an all-time low for specifically around VF two. We've seen them at, I think they were at four twenty earlier. They're at four thirty five dollars. If you're trading over into fiat, which I would suggest you probably may want to consider because. Uh, floating in ETH is very um, uh, risky at the moment. So <clears throat> if you want to change over from Fiat into ETH to them, do your purchases, that may be a better option for you. But not financial advice. So like I said, we're going to go over the floor prices. We're going to go over the news of the weekend, what's been going on. And then we're going to uh, you know, lend out the, the microphone to you guys in the audience and offer you guys to uh, chime in and see how your weekend's been. We currently have the Queen's Funeral today. Which half the population have tuned in to to watch. So we expect a relatively quiet day today. Understandably, she's been transferred from Westminster all the way um, out to Windsor, which is just out near where I live. So all the roads have, uh, have been closed off. All of the shops are now closed off. It's very quiet. You can't, there's, there's hardly any cars on the road. I popped out earlier just for a walk, and uh, yeah, there's there's no one about. So very very bizarre. Okay, so let's get into it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at this enthusiasm got even be enthusiastic right anyway on the floor for VF1 is the Calm Clam at 5.2 EF that's $7,072 there was actually two Calm Clams on the floor at this price earlier on but obviously one's uh, clearly been sweeped up let's have a look at the activity log I should have got some orange juice man I never got any but not orange juice it's apple juice isn't it as well um so things have been being bought up for four and a half eef which is a swammy sea lion that was six thousand one hundred twenty dollars so you can get some bargains there's been a bunch of wrapped eef offers which basically means offers that are being um deployed across this uh, this collection so you can definitely get some bargains uh okay vf2s so the sophisticated stingray is on the floor at four hundred thirty five dollars that is 0.32 eef uh, like i said this has been the lowest it's been i think i saw it earlier at 420 dollars but i think it's just been uh been tying with the, with the price of Eve, which is as a result of the fiat price um so yeah it's, it's literally the lowest it's been um ever i think nothing really remarkable on the <laughs> <laughs> i'm so dying nothing has been nothing is really remarkable on the activity um log there's been no real bargains. I haven't, there's nothing below $435 that have been swept up. Um, there's been an evolving pose, tolerant tuna, which is out at $707. There's a Gary B, just a standard Gary B at $1,026 for a rapty offer. An energetic eel, that was a bargain. That was at 0.4 E for $680. Uh, sorry, not at 680. That was swept up at $540 at an evolving pose. So some good bargains there. The VCon tickets. I know, who cares, right? Let's roll into it. Let's wait for it to load up. Pumping at the moment, $405. It's uh, 0.297. Uh, book games, been some interesting conversation about that. There's some people claiming that these book game, the book games exchange has not been updated since it's been launched and people are... are um, proposing that the reason for that is because they've lost faith in that in that platform or that exchange and uh yeah so the the fiat price is 116 dollars uh it's 0.08 which is a lava spectacular with a marble frame if we look at the top 10 (laughs) it is uh the board apes at number one ethereum name service at number two poses nft i have no idea uh kimalia at number four <clears throat> you name club at number five Renga at number six so i had some great things about Renga, interesting things it, actually their trade volume is down 61% over the last 24 hours so probably not uh not doing too well still in the top 10 though eight pairs at number seven no idea other deeds obviously at number eight did you die spirits i'm not too familiar with the spirits they're up 1160 percent in trade volume over the last 24 hours and simpler bounty hunters uh, in, which is a sole project i don't really know whether you know these projects that we haven't heard of before that don't have blue tick marks um if you go and have a look at the top 100 many of them uh, that you haven't heard before just don't have the blue tick marks so uh proceed with caution with those because i i strongly feel i think we've um, been stipulating that these are just market making techniques to get into the top 10 in order for people to take note because obviously we're looking at the top 10 to find out what's, what's been trending and obviously um, project devs know that so they're going to try that in order for um, attention to be placed across their projects and consequently um, for money to be invested in them. USD, what's going on with ETH right now? So Eve over the last week is down twenty one percent. It's at thirteen hundred and fifty eight dollars, which you know um, we can probably say that there's that correlation to, as as to why the floor price is so low in fiat currency. Not been doing too well. Obviously, it's had a dump post merge, uh, as we know about the, the merge between Eve <clears> two. <throat> it just uh, it didn't it didn't uh, trend the way we thought it was going to trend. Okay, right. Let's have a look at the news. But it's pretty boring news today, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, depends how you take it, right? Expectative or subjective. So Yuga Labs welcomes their first chief gaming officer, Spencer Tucker, aka Everyday Zucchini. The team has grown from 10 employees in January to 70 plus and has plans to exceed the 400 full-time employees by the end of the year. Prior to joining Yuga Labs, Tucker was president of Games uh, at Scopely, and served as Senior Vice President of Product at Gree International Entertainment. He specializes in game development, design, UGC. What does UGC stand for, well?
1: The UGC?
0: Yeah, what does it stand for?
1: Uh, About context, I'm not sure. I know the gaming alliance that Ubisoft's a part of, but I don't recognize the acronym offhand.
0: Fair enough. So he specializes in, in game development, design, UGC, Web3, and creative community involvement. So we've seen huge growth from Yuga Labs. Uh, we also anticipate these figures grow. You know, with this growth, we anticipate the same growth as with uh, Friends. So Friends have aimed to grow their employee base up to 100 employees over the next, I think it's like 18 months or something. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but and I think the obvious, the obvious observation is, is this external dependency when it comes to game is that, you know, the game has to be good to have a positive uh, influence on the floor price, the sales volume, and the willingness to participate in the project. Uh, Nice kicks dropped, uh, exclusive images of artifact Nike shoes, leaked images hint a Nike mag inspired. So by the way, just so you know, my Nike mag is like, you know, the shoes that um, Marty wore in Back to the Future. Basically, that's what it is.
2: By the way, UGC is user generated content
0: thank you thank you um so yeah so like those silver shoes that marty wore these are irl shoes so those are these are real life shoes so they're inspired colorway with the addition of the swoosh signature electronic lacing technology which we've also seen um so we've seen this this from the clonex collection which is basically you mint the nft and then you can let, later redeem the physical form uh, we also know historically, like in 2019, Nike actually failed, uh, filed for a patent for CryptoKicks patent specifically, where essentially when you purchase a pair of trainers, you can actually um, claim a, a digital asset in the form of an NFT as a form of identifier for the shoe. Founder of Decod, Frank, returned to Twitter after eight day an eight-day hiatus and wrote an article in which uh, he interviews himself um it's called bozo i believe uh, a q a on d gods Utes and dust labs i asked myself all the questions you motherfuckers want to answer uh, you want answers to so i had a read of this it's very interesting um probably worth having a look at if you're interested in d gods um yeah he's, he's doing really well he's a i think he's like 23 or something like that <clears throat> anyway final one is for Denza creator tyler hobbs and artist dandelion wist gave collectors early access to the qql algorithm the artists are distributing 999 mint passes. Every mint pass gives the right to curate one output from the QQL algorithm and immortalize it as one of the 999 entities. Basically, it enables you to do your own artwork on the platform that that Tyler is proposing. So you can, you know, switch. If you get a mint pass, then you can create your own artwork and, and deploy it as a as a Tyler Hobbs piece of artwork. Personally, I'm not sure how that's going to go down because you know when it comes to it, um, I'd kind of want Tyler I'd like I want Tyler's artwork. Basically, I don't want somebody else, you know, pushing the buttons and pulling the levers when it comes to um, having artwork. Jonathan, correct me.
3: Just on that Tyler Hobbs min pass for the QQL, it's a min pass for future stuff that they do on that platform as well. So it's not just a one and done.
0: So it's a Dutch auction as well, isn't it?
3: Yeah, so it's. I think I sent you on the details earlier. Yeah. I think it's that at 50 and 50. it walks its whole way down to two when it'll stay at two E Then on the floor, it Fuck
0: it's bullish, isn't it? For a bear market, 50 with a tw- with a two E floor. I mean, if like if you take the proof project, I had a one, I think it had a one E floor, and uh, you know, and they pumped all the way up to 153 ETH on secondary when you know ETH was like three thousand dollars. So, yeah. Anyway, that's all I've got for now. Mm -mm. I'll defer to my co-hosts and and guests on stage. Please feel free to uh, come up. We would love to hear from you and uh, run your commentaries. Oh, yeah. Let's go over my tweets. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go over that. Mm -mm. Before we we defer to the co-hosts, let's go. So the VFriends website is down, just so you know. Um, It says that, uh, well, it doesn't allow me to have access to it. Has anybody else confirmed that? Because it says that my connection is not private. So I don't know why it's down specifically, but I'm pretty sure it's been down for quite a while. Is
3: no. There anyone else it? working. no it's working on my end. It might be your VPN if you've got your VPN on some sites block it when you've got a VPN on.
0: Is it? It's
3: interesting. It says it it says yeah, the connection on is not on...
0: private. It says your connection is not private. Attackers might try to steal your information from befriends.com for example password messages and credit cards.
1: Are you on Chrome? I am. Is there an update available because there was an update for me the other day?
0: Let me go and have a look. Not now, help. Come on. Oh, While well, that's doing that, I'll have to look at my tweets. Okay, so we did the news my tweets and then I made a tweet about the fact that I won't be connecting my wallet to or any of my wallets to the vFriends website to claim utility. Uh, This is pretty self-explanatory. If you read through that tweet, you'll see why. Um, I I think we need new developments towards keeping, um, you know, actually claiming for utility and and keeping keeping token holders safe. So there's been a a bunch of mimic sites. And so for the uh, preservation of my tokens, I will not be claiming until a new measure is put in place. Um, that will help guarantee better security for my tokens. And uh, like I said, I won't be transferring out of any of my vaults uh, just to claim utility. So I said that. What else did I say? I also we spoke about we had this is just a reflection off the back of a previous um, t- uh, Twitter space that we had. When it comes down to your creed, your caste, your gender, your sexual preference, your identification, your race, your disability, whatever it is. Um, there are simply too many categories to list, and I said that none of these factors are a consideration as to whether you can participate in our space, and that is the case and will continue to be so. Integrity is our only drawing factor, that is the case. Uh, but like I said, you know, this space is primarily directed at NFTs and Web3, and uh, if the subject matter does, does broaden to humanitarian aspects or, or issues or situations, you know, we spoke about Roe versus Wade, then we're happy to, to entertain that conversation to its fullest extent. But like I said, we are specifically directed towards Web three and NFTs. But we we do not shy away from those conversational topics, if they do crop up. I also said Discord was shit, which I do feel it is shit. And I asked you guys to change my mind, and none of you motherfuckers did. In fact, you all agreed with me. <laughs> you all agreed with me. So there yeah. You know,
1: Dude, that was start. amusing. I saw that.
0: Don't even start so because I swear we differentiate on this, man. I don't even have the voice to to debate this with you, bro. Like <laughs> literally. <laughs> I love you, man. So, uh, let spoke about that. And then, I think that's it. I think that's where we got to. <clears throat> you don't need to do anything for the ETH merge. That's true. The adva- <clears throat> So, the advanced search function on Twitter. Uh, that's very good if you want to go back and look at your own tweets or look for somebody else's tweets that sparked an idea or concept within your, you know, that you, you know, maybe you pick up on a conversation. You know, people put a point across and you say, well, I remember seeing this tweet from somebody and I can't remember where it was. So I put that tweet up for you guys there to, to help facilitate. Bookmark that, please, because you may need it in the future to help you out. And I think that's it. Guys, I'll defer to my guys while I get a strepsol and have a drink of this coffee.
1: Good morning, everybody.
0: How was
3: it? Did I do okay?
1: Yeah. Uh, your voice sounds stronger than the last time I heard it.
3: Yeah, definitely better than it was the other day. Is it?
1: Yeah. Wife well, said you sound like Bono.
3: Bono, Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, do I have any Rainmaker news? uh, So, with Rainmakers, they did double packs or some variation of, like, you win double the packs. I only received the one pack for placing, uh, so we'll see. It's interesting because with Rainmakers, they did, um, instead of doing a uh, Friends NFT prize, it's a um, compete and collect prize that they had for the box set. Um. I went to that contest. I placed in the top 350 or so. Wow. Uh,
0: Congratulations. Out of how many?
1: Out of – oh, gosh. I want to say 4,000, 3,700, something like that. Wow, okay.
0: Top 10%. Well done.
1: Well, the thing that sucks is I actually – I'll go ahead and own this. Um, I sold a player yesterday morning that went off for nearly 50 fantasy points. I wasn't even thinking about starting him, so – I don't know if it's an overreaction, but Tua Tagola, however you like to say his name, he balled out yesterday for the Dolphins. And it was crazy because in football, the Jets, the Giants, the Jags, and the one other team, it was like the first time all of those teams had won on the same NFL week since three thousand or in the in three thousand nine
0: hundred and thirty-five days. Wow.
1: I don't know if you saw Gary losing his shit when the Jets came back and won. That yeah, that was amazing.
0: What does he talk about? What, what does he mean about receipts? I don't understand. What does that mean?
1: So in our meme culture, at least in American meme culture... If someone talked a lot of shit about your team and you took screenshots, like I got the receipts. Basically, I saw that you were talking a lot of shit about this team or my team or whatever. You said your team was going to be really, really good. Like, well, I got receipts of you talking out of your ass. So you can't say anything going forward. I got them receipts. It's kind of like when you got a screenshot from someone being a douche to you about your team. And then they're trying to like play it off. The next time you talk to them, you're like, "Mm -mm, I got them receipts.
0: Yeah, it was funny, man. His hair was like going everywhere. He was into it. He was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I'm like I'm people have a lot this-
0: of... Yeah, go on, bro. Is that what you going to say? I was going to go. I'm trying to find this picture of Gary Vee. where I think his partner put up a him, of him, like, I think they were going to like a fashion week or something. And, like, he was like, we dressed up in like a shirt and stuff. It looked like the first time he'd worn a shirt. It looked like he was on his way to school or something. I'm trying to find it because it was fucking funny, man. But I think it was on on his partner's Instagram, and, uh, and I think it was a was a moment. But uh, I'm always drawn back to that picture because it is it's just funny to uh, to catch him like that. But, yeah, Francine, how are you, Francine? GM
2: guys, GM. I'm on my walk, so I just said I'd listen in. You know, I love my my 15 minutes, my news.
0: What do you think about the news? It's pretty boring, isn't it? There's not really much going on.
2: Yeah I feel like it's kind of a stagnant time like the market's just kind of dead and we're all just kind of like sitting around waiting for like a pop but it's not going to come for a while so we just got to make something happen ourselves.
0: I'm trying to figure out why D-Gods is doing so well why it did so well in terms of like its product offering its value offering or its utility offering I don't know enough about it but if anybody does please come up we'd love to hear from you about why dgods is doing you know i mean it, i mean it just does well it did well anyway regardless whether it was on the solana blockchain but so <clears throat> trying to do de- uh yeah decode or decrypt that <clears throat> the other thing is obviously with tyler's project i'm like like i said it's like i'm like and correct me if i'm wrong jay but isn't it if the, the the project isn't... The, the project in terms of like, yes, it gives you mint passes to other mints moving forward. So it's almost like a proof project in itself, which could be... I mean, hopefully they go to the floor man. Hopefully they don't get picked up above like 3E. But conversely, the, 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 um, the promotional video that I saw was about basically enabling token holders to create their own artwork um, through the QQL algorithm is that right
3: yeah so my understanding of it is that you do all the inputs to get the art out of the system if that makes sense
0: oh, yeah. but then i'm not paying for tyler hobbs's artwork am i i'm paying for yours jonathan exactly. i don't want to i don't want to pay for your fucking
3: <laughs> but you're paying for your own because you have to do it
0: oh yeah of course that's right yeah. so uh, when it comes to secondary it's like do i want to pay for somebody else's unknown artwork I don't know. I don't think I don't think that's going to be but like I said I think you know if you look at you know, cases where we have the situation of a thousand mint passes they always typically um, under promise and over deliver you know with a proof project for example' it's a it's a it's a you know it's a clear case of that and then if you carry that over for example and we learn from that trend we can see uh, we can see a correlation between the proof project and what Venus sports pass is going to potentially deliver in the future. Oh, yeah, we spoke about that. I said, you know, um, yeah, I did say about the Bain of Sports Pass is looking for, they're going to, they're probably their Series 2 is going to be a PFP because if you look around Twitter, nobody's rocking their their token collection as a PFP. So, and I wonder if it's going to tally the same framework as the Proof or Moonbirds where you get, you know, you get two, um, you've got two Moonbirds as a result of holding one Proof Pass. So that'll be interesting to see. But again, like I said previously, there's not a demand shift. Like there just isn't enough demand within VSP at the moment to necessarily deploy a second series, which of course um, the project developer, AJ Vaynerchuk confirmed. So yeah, learning, 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 learning.
2: Has anyone seen that new, that inter- Not it's not new, internet game? Has anyone following that NFT project?
0: Yes, we actually are going to be featuring them on the show shortly. Um, I actually bought a bunch of tickets uh, the other week. Uh, spoke with a project dev, great guy. I actually thought G Money was a project dev and uh, until I was corrected because I thought uh, the person that I was speaking to was um, just one of the, the subheads. But it uh, turns out that, that was it. But Yeah, yeah I, I think he's I think.
2: just a host. He's hosting with my friend Leah Lamar. And yes. it's pretty funny. She sent me some of the stuff. I think it's good.
0: Yeah, I I bought, I haven't, the thing is, I I haven't followed up with them. So, like, is the games, are the games live now?
2: I think they're going live first week in October, if I remember correctly. Like, next week, maybe. I mean, I can look back at my text messages. I think he said
0: Tuesday when he said to me, I think he said they're going live on Tuesday, but. I need to really join, because the thing is, it's hard to like track all the fucking tokens, man, like trying to action them all. That's why, like I said, I did a tweet on it where in the future, we're all going to need virtual assistants to actually manage these tokens, because there's just so many discords and so many announcements that need to be actioned. You're going to end up missing out. So, yes. Where is... See, I don't even think I'm in the Discord. Yeah,
2: it's a, it says September 19th, and that's like, isn't that today?
0: I think it's tomorrow. Oh, it is today. So, um, where is internet game? Let's bring it up. So, I take it you've got to connect to, um, I think you've got to connect. You must be able to have to connect to play where is it yeah i
2: think you i mean i don't know i just kind of took a cursory look at it but it seems like you have to own an nft to even get a spot like you got to be in the community already
0: yeah that's right yeah where is it internet game so internet game in case you don't know, Francine, we have a, a Mint Mink token, or VFriends has a Mint Mink token, which enables you privileges towards uh, the internet game. So that's part of the reason why we covered that project, and we're looking to have them on at a later date. Where is it? <clears throat> there we go. So the question is How do you, if you own the token, how do you play the game? I'll have to have a look at the discord. There we go. Guys,
2: Swole, feel free to come up. Or, yeah, well, go while telling while you telling us about that or looking it up, I would love to know more about Rainmakers. I'm, I'm so utterly fascinated by it. I wish there was something like that in the fashion space, like, you know, where you could have like characters. It, 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 the thing is that there aren't like weekly events that are like highly publicized like that, but you could, I guess, build it around fashion.
1: Yeah, I, I think one thing when it comes to Rainmakers, one thing they have done is they successfully have built off the model of fantasy football of you have an IRL event that you can actually have a quantitative amount, like this player generates this many points, this player does not generate that many points, and so they're actually able to take IRL um, actions and able to quantify it into points, and then so people have that kind of like they make teams, and it's something that's been going on since like the 90s. But to apply it to something like fashion, you could do some variation of gamification. Like, it's definitely possible. It just... Wouldn't be as polished as like what rainmakers have, but doesn't mean that you can't event something that like you said, it can be applicable to something like Fashion Week, like maybe you, this brand gets this recognition, or maybe this artist or you know how, when the first question they asked someone on the red carpet is like, who are you wearing, if you're able to do almost yes. like a fan so doing something like that of where you're trying to, whenever there's a meta or a gala or an award show or anything to do with Hollywood and L.A. of where they're trying to bet, okay, I think this person will be wearing this dress or I think this uh, fashion house or whatever will have this many dresses or the, have their name mentioned this many times. If you're able to quantify it, you could do something like that.
2: I love that. So I'm actually talking to IMG on Wednesday, the ahead of Global Partnerships. I mean, it would be so cool if they sponsored it because, like, they run
1: Fashion Week, right? I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm I excited to talk to you, else. too. <laughs> it's it's fun because, like, once you're able to see, like, what Starbucks and what Rainmakers are doing, and if you, if you just blow it off of, like, oh, it's just a weird little thing they're doing their niche, like, if you're able to see the big picture, like, oh, gamification, people love gamification, we can apply that to any industry, you're going to be heads and shoulders above everyone else you're competing with.
2: Yeah, so how many how many holders are in Rainmakers?
1: Thousands. That
2: community?
1: Really? Oh, thousands. I know that in uh, the V Friend contest alone, there was three thousand six hundred entries just for people to compete for the compete and collect. If I had to pluck a number out of my head, I would say comfortably there is fifty thousand holders. Um, because of how many packs have been sold and how many people have been playing, how many contests have been entered. And the volume is absolutely ridiculous, because some of these assets go for $10 all the way up to multiple thousands of dollars.
2: What's a pack? Like, what comes in your pack?
1: So, depending on what pack you get... So, let's say you've got a rare pack, like a standard rare pack. You would have, like, two or three core players, which is, like, the lowest tier and one rare tier or higher. So you get like three to four players, depending on what kind it is. It's um, it's basically a delivery system for different NFTs because we've done some different machinations of it when I was in game development of where you would basically have like a random number generator from like an asset pool of where like, okay, you're going to have this, this and this possible asset with also the chance of getting this higher tier asset possibly delivered to. And so it's, it looks really easy on the surface but it's there's some really cool math going on behind it of where you're basically people are paying to get access to a player pool or an asset pool and those assets would then be distributed to them to their account to their wallet um after they open the pack
2: so cool i think that could easily apply i mean i'm i just it's so cool i love it it's like my dream but you know how to articulate it (laughs)
1: it's it's i've been doing this for a very very long time and so it comes with the territory of like learning how to just literally absorb all this information till your brain feels like it hurts and then being able to distill that information and be able to repeat it and also make it to where it's applicable because if i took every single idea and mechanic i've heard of and tried shoving it into a single product it would be too bloated. It would fall over and die. So it's about making sure that it's going to be efficient and making sure it would work with the mechanic. So it's, it's really exciting to see rainmakers do it because I feel a lot more people will be using polygon to let, to actually give fans the ability to trade assets among themselves. Cause they make money on every single transaction. They make like 10% So every time an asset sells for $1, $100, $1,000, DraftKings the platform gets 10% of that.
0: Wow. And so if
1: you're you're able to generate, and I talk about this on game dev all the damn time, like Fortnite, or like a game like Fortnite, like if you're able to have a healthy economy where people are incentivized to trade assets back and forth because they want to have a different team, a different lineup, or just want to change their aesthetics, and so they want to swap assets around, or maybe new assets or coming in constantly like new sets new collections whatever you're able to generate more revenue than you would every single time if you try to make your customer open up their wallet every time you do something new whereas now they can spend money one time in theory your customer opens their wallet one time like their your leather wallet they open it one time spend that money and then they can just keep playing around in your ecosystem but you're still generating revenue from them well, without them subconsciously having like, ah, damn, I got to spend more money in order to get that thing. Now it's like, oh, cool. I can flip these assets. I can participate. I can do these different things. You now have a much juicier retention rate for people participating in your ecosystem instead of trying to nickel and dine on these microtransactions.
2: But I have one question. So, like, in terms of licensing, all the players, like, you don't have to get permission from them or the teams to, like, nope. use, NFL PA, use their likeness?
1: They are partnered with the They're partnered with the NFL Players Association. There was actually an NFT project last year that did the same exact thing but didn't get their permission. And so what they would do is they would do like um, New York Giants uh, running back number three. So you would actually have to go on the depth chart and see who that player was because they couldn't use a player's name or likeness on there. And I apologize. They couldn't even say New York Giants. They would say like New York Blue or Tampa Bay number three. And so what they did was they actually partnered with the NFL players association, because some of the proceeds also go to the NFL players association. That's like the, uh, the union for the NFL, if you would.
2: Oh, that's so good.
1: Yeah, I could, they've done, they've done this so freaking well that it makes me even more excited for what Starbucks is doing later this year, because I want to see how they replicate it because I feel like, this is just my own intuition. I feel like when Polygon spoke to um, Starbucks, because Starbucks probably shopped this project around and like, okay, what's the best blockchain? What's the, what? How should we do this? And I'm pretty pretty sure that Polygon literally showed what DraftKings is doing. I'm like, hey, look what they're doing. Here's their marketplace. Here's how they're doing it. And Starbucks is like, yeah, we can do this. We can do coffee related NFTs with coffee related experiences and be able to have these transactions and these trades and be able to have our own ecosystem. Like, this is awesome.
2: Yeah,
1: Polygon is partnering with Facebook, too, right? I Sorry, want to. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. I keep I keep calling them Facebook just to make it easier because it feels like every other thing is, like, meta now. Like, there was a game I was following for a while. I think it's out now. I'm not sure. It was a hunting game, and they called it Meta Shooter. And so it's like, all right, I get the branding. Like, it makes sense. But I actually, I don't even know if it's live yet. But um, Meta is somewhat overused, so Facebook was really smart in getting that early. But um,
2: They were not early. Can I tell you something? My name, I, had, I launched as a jewelry brand, and guess what my name was? Meta. And I had it trademarked uh-uh. and
1: everything. Really?
2: Yeah. Oh, for real. I'll show you guys. I'm going to pop it up here on the screen. You'll die. And they came and swooped wow. in and just fucking took the whole space. They bought the, the Meta from someone else who was like a, like a, I don't know, vitamin manufacturer or something. Hmm. But that's why I had to pivot to Meta Golden because he they you know once they came in as Meta it was like okay well my, I'm not going to be this like tiny little jewelry brand trying to like compete against Facebook.
1: Yeah, no, especially if you were trying to use their platform for advertising. I, I presume. Yeah, right. I presume. I presume you want to use Facebook or Instagram, so that just would not just you don't want that bad juju.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I have to look it up, though, because I know that Facebook and Instagram is integrating NFTs into the platform, but I'm not sure offhand if they are using Polygon. So give me two seconds. I'll be able to confirm that.
2: I know they are because um, I met them. I met them at uh, the A16Z conference in New York during NFT.nyc. Oh, I wow. met, met the guys from Polygon, and they said they just partnered with Meta. And then one of my advisors is the head of the right at Meta.
1: But, yeah, I see it right here. I like I said, like I don't like talking like I don't, I won't be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's like mm, I'm not sure, so I'd rather confirm instead of like just passing bad information in public. So like I, I want to make sure that um information is correct because there may be people who only hear 10, 15 seconds out of the spaces or only hear like a sentence or two because they have a bad connection, they got a dip, um what have you. So I want to make sure that I'm always consistent with like people can trust that if I say something, 99.9% of the time it's true so yeah they are partnered with them um so that is really freaking interesting because that makes you think more about the scale the scalability of what they're doing and possible possible integration of what starbucks and or DraftKings is doing with uh meta if they're all using polygon i mean they're incentivized
2: yeah i'm i'm dying to know more but they're being very close lifted about what they're building
1: makes sense they to be closed up is interesting because the announcement is from all the way back in May and here we are in late September so it's interesting for what how far along they are hmm. and they're also reflected that they're going to support Solana and flow interesting Do I'll be honest I don't really... what's up
0: do we know much about Flow?
1: That's um NBA Top Shots on there.
0: Oh, okay. They hold quite a sizable market share of uh, the NFT platform. Let me bring up. I have an infographic on that.
1: Oh, did they? I'd love to see
3: that. Yeah. Yeah, they do oh, the so, NFL all day and the UFC moments as well.
0: They are the third largest market share when it comes to NFT sales. So, like 75% is Ethereum. 16% is uh, Solana, and then like 3% is, is the Flow blockchain. But I'll send that on to you in a minute. Yeah, definitely. Uh,
1: it's always interesting seeing like what platform is adopting which thing, because like half a decade ago, Solana wasn't around yet. Half a decade ago, we didn't have Layer 2 scaling solutions. So it's always interesting to see, like, who is going to be the big dogs in these ecosystems of, like, who's going to be, like, we always say, like, who's going to be the Google IBMs of the world? Like, what's it going to be? So it's like sometimes you got to wait for this stuff to play out and just watch and see where VCs go, where developers go, and also where the market chooses its winners. So it's interesting seeing that you got GameStop over here with Mutable, and you have... Starbucks and DraftKings and Facebook over here using Polygon to some degree. So it's because, like, he's like, um, like Francine had said, is like, I don't, we don't know the full extent of um, what Facebook is doing with Polygon. They're using it, but we don't know to what extent. But them, DraftKings and Starbucks are all using it to some regard. And all three of those are major, major players in their industry. Like, if I said I'm going to get a coffee, you're thinking Starbucks. If you said, I'm going to go play fantasy football for cash, you're thinking DraftKings. So it's amazing market penetration. So three of the biggest people are using a layer two scaling solution and the same layer two scaling solution. That's definitely something to pay attention to because they knew about the merge. They knew the merge was coming for a very long time, especially the people they hire, the consultants, what have you. So for all of them to basically make the same choice, that's super interesting.
0: I wonder why they didn't go to the sole blockchain. So I'm just looking at the gas prices on Polygon. And whilst they're significantly less than layer one solutions,
1: they are still It's there. not about the gas price. Okay. So personal choice is my personal observation. Um, I don't like a blockchain that can be paused because yeah, yeah. it's not decentralized. It's
0: not decentralized, yeah.
1: And when you look at ETH, you have years of developers and years of coders working on it, and they're able to... You have all the security there, all the security, all the depth that's been built on it. And like I said, Solana, we didn't even hear about it five years ago. It wasn't even a thing. And so it's like if you had to choose... It's so like, I would, on paper, like, you. here's a product, we'll, we'll say it like this, like, here's a software product, it's been around for half a decade, here's one that's been around for a year, maybe two years, and has been paused several times, has had a lot of negative affiliations with it, and here, and the one, the A and B, B has negative associations with it, A has the merge, A has layer two scaling solutions that don't get reflected on the end user, And you have all the securities and all of the code has been built. All the developers, a majority of the developers are on ETH. So if you want to have, you know, high quality competitive work from a coder, more than likely you want them to work on ETH instead of trying to find someone who only specializes in Solana. Like I've said this before on this show that if Solana doesn't work out, or Solana doesn't get, like, let's say they lose that market share to something like Flow or another competitor, You're it's like a dying branch because Solana doesn't have anything that it naturally connects to. Whereas you have ETH over here where if ETH falters, we got a big freaking problem in the industry. So more than likely, I don't want to say it's too big to fail because I don't like that terminology, but there's too much going for it for it to be surpassed by Solana on a last-second thing where they have one or two projects that are pumping. As you alluded to before, developers know that. And so they may hire influencers to pump up the price, and then they get featured on something like OpenSea. So like that's a known issue. Yeah. And so it's hard to gauge a... It's, it's, if you're looking at it like a three-, five-year play, I think ETH looks so much more attractive than Solana to build on.
0: I think, you know, through the implementation of things like Metashield on Solana, like giving people the ability to block, um, you know, token images and like add watermarks is like a true testament to, to like being centralized and definitely not being decentralized. If you can have that sort of manipulation over a token in between, market, uh, in between sales, then, uh, yeah, it's definitely not, um, you know, it's definitely a testament to being centralized and not decentralized. So, yeah, you make a good point.
1: It's I mean if the market decides it wants to be more centralized, okay, the market decides it. But with what's going on in Silicon Valley and people in Miami who are building, majority of them I spoke to, I speak to like ETH. There are some who are definitely dabbling with soul last time I spoke with them, but I think it's more of a summer fling versus them making a serious commitment for the next three to five years. And we'll see what the market decides. Like I said, this is my personal opinion. It may not be how it actually plays out. But I feel like after the merge, gas prices going down with layer two scaling solutions from Solana or almost Solana, from Polygon and Immutable, because let's not forget Immutable is working with GameStop and they have GameStop has the ability to literally turn millions of people onto a NFT or a particular project. They just had that with their power up program of where they're like, Hey, if you're subscribed to our membership program, you can claim a free card pack from Gods and So they have the ability to literally onboard 5.3 million people to a single NFT game of their choosing. And we've seen that reflected in the market um, on Token Trove. The collections by volume, Gods and Chain has had a 762% increase in trading volume in the last week on Token Trove alone.
3: Is there any updates while on IMX being integrated?
1: Not that I've heard, um, but I do think that it's sooner than we think because on the GameStop news, they were saying like, oh, up until uh, September 27th, you can clean your card pack. And that's such a hard cutoff for a promotion like this. It almost makes you feel like that either during that time or right after it, they're going to integrate stuff into their marketplace because why would you have someone buy a pack of cards that's going to be integrated into your ecosystem if your ecosystem's nowhere near close to being done yet on your website? So I don't have anything to support it, but just looking at it on paper, it almost feels like September 27th, give or take one or two days. That's a really important day for the game stuff marketplace for possibly integrate IMX. I don't know what the holdup is. I don't know what's going on the back end, but on paper, at least from a marketing standpoint, it feels right. But this is not about feelings. It's about what actually happens. So until I hear more, that's all I can go on right now.
0: Yeah, I get the point of why we're all on layer one, just because of the fact, you know, ETH layer one, despite its, you know, pitfalls. It's just because of the attentions there at the moment. But I feel like in the future, by the by the shape of this conversation, the Polygon is going to win. You know, oh yeah, okay, we've got ETH 2 and stuff like that, but it's just like slow, man. It's just so slow. So, and then, you know, the points made about Solana, about whether it really truly is decentralized or not, um i'm just looking at what, what other scaling what other layer twos do we have we've got trying to find a list
1: i will say too that if the market picks a winner and solana market picks a winner but unfortunately and this is not me saying it, this is more of a market sentiment Solana doesn't have a very positive look because, unfortunately, because it's so much cheaper for people to send transactions, it's cheaper for projects to get on there. And just if you're looking at it like a bell curve, you're seeing a lot more lower level of experience projects starting on Solana. And so, unfortunately, you have this, it's almost. Uh, I, I don't know how offensive this will come off, but people are treating Solana like the goodwill of NFT projects. Of like, that's the place you go if you want to get like a discount pants for two dollars. And um, it, it's just how the mar- It's just like it's like a bell curve. It's just like how people are allocating their resources. And you have a lot of projects that they're getting new into industry, or they're trying to reduce their costs drastically as they're creating the project. They start off on Solana. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I understand the financing and everything and the being able to raise capital. But to say you're the top project in Solana versus the top project in ETH, there is a numerous difference in quality in the eyes of the market right now. And so if your only selling point is we're cheap for transactions, I don't know if you have a lot of longevity because you can have you can make a proof of stake blockchain that is wholeheartedly corrupt. In terms of how allocations go, if the staking and the percentages, I've seen it before. I've seen platforms that had staking, but they were super cheap, and that shit went into a complete dumpster fire. So, being the cheapest is not always the best. It's about the customer experience and the scalability. If you can trust something, go ahead.
2: No, no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I just, I have a question. So, what happens? Let's just like play this out. What happens if, if OpenSea? Changes decides to dump Polygon and does something else. I mean, does that then? How does that affect Polygon? But then, moreover, what if OpenSea? What if some other platform comes on and, and 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 stomps or buys OpenSea? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's almost it's almost a cart before the horse because really and truly, like OpenSea is what made Polygon, in my opinion.
1: It definitely helped the level of adoption because. it people found out that, oh, I can actually flip stuff on OpenSea without ridiculous gas fees. Like, that was awesome. And when it comes to if OpenSea decided to drop Polygon, they would have to have a better option or there's something legal involved. And I don't know what they would go for to replace it because it's like you don't drop an option that's making you a bunch of money unless there is a legal or a tech reason for why you cannot support it anymore. And in yeah, terms I, of, I agree.
2: And they're, but they're looking at Solana. I mean, they are testing with Solana right now.
1: Oh, yeah, integrating it, but I don't think it's to replace Polygon as much as to diversify their levels of income. Like, if you are selling uh, sports gear, you want to also, uh, like, let's say you're a shop that sells shoes and you're primarily Nike guy, but you have Adidas's, so like, oh shit, let's sell Adidas's too. People buy those also. And, OpenSea's way of making money is transaction fees. And so if you're able to have more stuff sold on your marketplace that has volume, that's what you want to do to support it. But in terms of buying out, I don't even want to know what OpenSea would price themselves at in terms of a company valuation because they bring in so much volume and they can point to, hey, this many months ago, we had this much in volume. We have this many people on our website. It would be an expensive, it would be the one of the largest checks I think I've seen in my natural life. If um,
2: agree, someone trying to I buy think open is because look at how. No, many, I don't the think it's no. There is it's, What is it like? Two percent. I mean, so like if you think about the potential, it might be you know a year or two years down the road, but it's not impossible.
1: No, no, I don't think it's. I don't think impossible was what I was trying to. If I made it sound like it's trying to be possible, no, I just think they would evaluate themselves at such a high price that I don't know if someone would bite on it. Um, I know that the community may really like that because there's been a lot of frustration with OpenSea over the years. Um, I used to speak with the OpenSea guys way, way back, actually tried making a marketplace with them. And now I don't think I've heard from them in a couple of years. I've tried reaching out a couple handful of times, but they're either just too busy or they got too much stuff on their plate now. But I think a lot of people, um, have been really frustrated with OpenSea because like they're not very transparent on certain decisions and so a lot of people just feel really disconnected from OpenSea and uh, I don't know yeah. how you fix that
2: Yeah I I but you don't brought know, great but points. you're right you're, you're you're what you're saying is was exactly my my initial point which is like they're a market maker And
1: the best way to be market maker is just drive volume so it's like how do you drive volume best if you're able to add more products from a different ecosystem that's a great play and it's so like i don't see the incentive to remove um polygon if polygon saves people in gas and they trade more because they can trade with the idea of they will have more profit instead of paying gas fees i don't see why they would remove that so if they did that it would be a horrible strike to polygon of course but I don't see in the short term why they would do that. A great questions, though. Uh,
2: what is going on with uh, coin, Coinbase? Like, uh, w- w- their, their, their thing just kind of died, right?
1: Their NFT marketplace? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, immutable. The GameStop marketplace did more volume than Coinbase's over the course of, like, the first 24, 48 hours. Um, so I don't know what happened exactly with Coinbase, but I know they were touting something like one million people signed up to trade in their marketplace. But it's just market adoption, just like I think a lot of people the people who use Coinbase are the people who are super, super new to crypto. Like for me. Like I bought some of my first crypto, like one of the first couple things I bought in crypto, I bought Litecoin it was like eight dollars off Coinbase. And um I think later that year, it ripped to like 300, but I had sold at like 20-something, and I was still, I was very salty about that. But I think a lot of people at Coinbase, like, it's good to onboard people in the NFTs, but they're not necessarily people who be like buying, selling, and trading, and flipping NFTs on their platform. And they have like a lot of big uh, celebrities that I recall. Like, I remember they were pushing out uh, Bill Murray as like the go-to NFT project on their platform, which is cool, but Mosh and I have had a lot of conversations about it. When you have a big celebrity endorsement, that's really cool, but you have to find that natural overlap of where the people who are Bill Murray fans, unfortunately, <laughs> probably be a little older. So maybe I not ecstatic. I thought
2: that was ridiculous. Yeah.
1: And so he and I have had conversations about if you spend a lot of money on a big celebrity, that's cool, but you're not going to retain a lot of people that come to your platform. Like you want to have a bunch of small or medium artists or projects or content creators, what have you. Um, we've seen that with TikTok. TikTok did an NFT collection. It was like TikTok talk moments. moments, And they had like um, a handful of some of the biggest creators ever on their platform, but it didn't really drive a lot of volume to their marketplace. Like literally in the last... Day last week, they've only had $300 in volume of their top moments collection. And it was TikToks of like some of their biggest um, videos. But um, also, before I forget, I would like to push. I'd like to ask all if you've got a lot of value from this. I love to have you retweet this space so other people can get value from it, too, and be able to join the conversation. Uh, We really enjoyed doing this with y'all. This is one of the highlights of my week. And um, if you have any questions but you can't jump on and ask um, on mic, feel more than free to go to the bottom right-hand corner, the little bubble icon, and ask your question there, and we'll answer it.
3: So I was just looking at some of the game stock and immutable news and i know we spoke about it before but the imx grant program do you know of any projects that are actually trying to use that or have to have applied oh
1: for they are headhunting like a mother effer i have been on calls before with imx and clients and um was it, yeah, it was imx and they straight up told a project like hey you work with us you will be on the game nft marketplace and they have added I want to say four or five quality games in the last few weeks I can I would have to go back and look for the tweets but that I think it was a hundred million grant correct me if I'm wrong
3: yeah it's a hundred million dollars yeah
1: oh yeah there's definitely traction going on there I've seen projects left and right joining immutable and I know that grant they've been aggressively headhunting so I'm there's a couple I know of that's been publicly announced, but I'm sure there's even more in, like, the back wing of, like, conversations going on right now. So you
3: think, could they be not holding off on, obviously, integrating it fully, but could they be maybe slowing the process down so they have more of those bigger projects so when they do, it's a bigger impact?
1: Mm, I don't think that is what... so. Good question, but I think it's more of a tech integration issue versus like a marketing issue for GameStop. Because not that the tech is difficult or anything like that, but I think they're trying to line their ducks up in a row nicely before they go live with it. Because a lot of people, like Mosh kept repeating a number of Um, how much GameStop had made on the market volume. And a lot of people toted that thinking that was a total volume when it said it was actually a percentage of what they had made on all the transactions. So I think GameStop is wanting to put themselves in a position for when they go live with IMX, they have a lot of volume, a lot of trading, a lot of excitement happening because if they don't, a lot of people are going to say it's a flop and they're going to call for people's heads and it'll just be like a messy PR thing because there are a lot of people who want to dunk on GameStop because they see it as like a meme stock. They see it as them going into NFTs as a over, not an overreaction, but they feel it's like them going really hard into meme status when they've actually spent a lot of money and a lot of time, and a lot of energy getting into this industry. So they want to position themselves in the right way where if they get into it too fast, they go live IMX too fast, it doesn't blow up in their face. Like you have a lot of assets that are now being distributed. They're being sent to different people. There should be a lot of volume that comes into it, but I think it's more like tech stuff in the background lining it up. I don't think it has anything to do with the grants or getting more people on there. It could definitely be a boon. They may be like, mm, let's pause it a couple of days so we get more people integrated and so they're like lined up and they're good. But I don't believe that's the main reason if that makes sense.
3: And the marketplace is still in beta test, am I right?
1: It's it's live in beta right now, correct?
3: Yeah. So have they have they even confirmed when that will be fully live, as in out of beta?
1: Uh, there's some projects that don't leave beta for years. It's a. Um, I wanted to say what is something that's left beta very very recently. I want to say it was something like it wasn't a Fortnite. it was something like Fortnite that left beta in like the last year or two and it was like a big thing because they're taking the the beta label on it unfortunately the beta label is almost like a quarterback in football it gets too much of the credit and too much of the criticism of where people go oh this is so awesome it's only in beta or oh it's on beta this sucks it's going to be horrible so it's kind of a um It's a label, but when you have a public, it's, I don't know, it's a a very weird thing because people use betas differently in big tech that I found. Some use it when the product's like ready to go or like the first iteration of it, it's going to be absolute shit, but they're ready to work through all of it. And then there's some people who have the beta on there for years and years and years, even though the market has accepted, they like the product, it works really well, and people are using it, but they'll still have the beta tag on there. Because I want to say in mobile apps, if you have beta on there, it affects the rating score. Like you can't really have a negative reviews as much because something is still considered in beta, at least on Google Play. I have to confirm that. But I remember the beta does somehow affect your how something is put forward. Like there's a lot of negative reviews. If you're in beta, it kind of cancels it out a little bit. It's something really weird. I haven't read it in a little bit, but I remember finding it really weird. All right. Another thing, too. Oh. Actually, you might be on to something, John.
3: Google had Gmail in beta for over two years as well.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Like a big name like that. One thing I... Think you might be on to something about is I believe Alluvium could be a really, really big part of this. So, for those of you who don't know, Alluvium uh, is a very infamous game right now. Beautiful graphics, looks great, a lot of money, a lot of stuff has been spent on it and in it. But in previous conversations, Alluvium has gone to how do I say this? They have gone to bat against Axiom Infinity before, of where they've actually butted heads in public with axiom Infinity and how they conduct themselves and their tokenomics, et cetera, et cetera. So Illuvium is already has a lot of controversy with how they conduct themselves, one. Two, Luvium has been in development for a very, very long time. It looks beautiful. A lot of people who've been able to try to beta love it. Um, but I believe that if... I think, when I say you're on to something, I think it's this. I think there could be a possibility that GameStop is trying to level it to where Illuvium is about to make a really, really big announcement, possibly, and GameStop is trying to, like, line it up so that people get a lot of excitement and start trading Illuvium assets because with Illuvium being on IMX, that means you can buy and sell Illuvium land on GameStop. What we saw with Axiom Fending... If you could trade land for like a year, year and a half, and I don't think you can use it quite yet. And so I feel like they want to be able to have that really big ticket volume because Alluvium has a big announcement upcoming. So they're trying to get all their ducks in a row. They have the people coming on the and chain. They have the people on Alluvium. And Alluvium's price right now, their governance token is fifty-six bucks. I want to say it was a thousand dollars earlier this year, earlier last year. I have to double check. But I I don't know. I just... Something very... You caught something there. Like, I'm not so sure now. Like, that's interesting.
2: Hey, guys. Riveting as always. I got to bounce. Thanks for the uh, alpha.
1: Love talking to you.
3: Yeah, alluvium was $1,800 in December. It's down to like 60
1: Yeah, I remember looking at it when it was over 1000 because it was like, oh my god, for one governance token, that's insane. Because I think Axie, at its most, the governance token went to around $200 going off the of memory. But it's very interesting because the volume, if you look at the chart for Luvium... Uh, the governance token, the volume has dropped drastically, drastically, drastically. Like if you can actually see, if you look at it at the year to date chart. So from where actually let me do the all time chart, um, all time chart. And you can see the volume where it picked up. we were actually really, really close to where it was before it spiked up to its all time high around eighteen hundred.
3: Yeah, like where, where it was at the very top, it done like 500 million nearly in a day. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas now it's struggling to do eight.
1: So my theory is their last announcement looked like it was in June, at least on the CoinMarketCap website. Because the thing is too, They also do staking. So I'm curious how much is because I haven't bought into this. I have no idea about the tokenomics of it other than like surface level shit. Sorry. (sighs) Sorry, I got a cough drop that's stuck to the back of my throat right now. But um I need water. Um what I was gonna say is I don't know much about the tokenomics of it, so they estimate less than 22,000 people are holding right now. So that's a very interesting stat. I love you. Thank you. Wife brought me a water bottle. She heard I was in need. But uh, I was going to say, though, is that um, I think it's interesting because I don't know so much if it's the grant program why they may be taking a, not even a step back but maybe slowing their role a little bit. But I'm curious because if Alluvium you know, erupts like you're able to assets all of a sudden are um, sought after like their land will be coming in at a really big premium because let me find the um alluvium land <sighs> They raised seventy-two million earlier this year from the land sale. So I don't know if it's on a secondary market. I would presume it's on a secondary market because it's an NFT asset. Ah, OpenSea. Okay. All right, so I'm going to OpenSea right now, looking at Illuvium. Um, they're all
3: true rareable.
1: Oh, yeah, they're also on Rarible right now. Thank you. Yeah, I'll check that. So it's only on Rarible that they have the um, assets, the land.
3: They're there on OpenSea, but they're under the Rarible heading. So when you hit Rarible, then it kicks up. All hmm. things.
1: I think it's because OpenSea doesn't support uh, IMX yet, but Rarible does. That could be the reason why. Alluvium land, um, <laughs> price low to high. The floor is 0.31 ETH um, for the land. I would like to see that over time. The only issue is I don't know how I can do that on Rarible because I don't think it's going to take into account what it was a few months ago. They just got listed on Rarible. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Hmm. So this is super interesting because if they have any news that comes out and then GameStop goes live to the NFT marketplace with um, IMX integration, you're going to see a shit ton of volume going on along with what's going on with Gosling Chain already. Because I know Gosling Chain has a new set. Oh. That might actually be the key. Did you see about that, the new set? No, what was that? Uh, so, Goss and Shane has been coming out, is coming out of a new set soon, a new set of car, like a new collection. And the way they work, typically, is Goss and Well, will, there'll be a hard cutoff to where you can no longer buy packs from the previous set, so there'll be no more, um, like there will be no other way to get those cards except on the open market. Like you will not be able to buy a pack and rip open any of those cards from that set. And when they do that, they'll be, um, when they do that, you'll be able to buy from the new set. And that's usually a really big thing for volume because now you're going to have people ripping open a bunch of cards and selling. And with, NFT marketplace for GameStop being a uh, market maker, they're gonna have the most volume when cards are being traded. And so, if they're able to give five million of their customer base the ability to claim a card pack, and then also have the set going on of where people can then choose to trade those new cards that they ripped open on GameStop marketplace, if they're able to line it up and just basically overlay the day that marketplace goes live with the day the set goes live where people are ripping packs and start trading volume holy shit well you have a cool pr piece for gamestop nft because like hey look look at all the volume we did isn't this amazing and then you have gods and chain where there's going to be even more volume volume topped on top of it because you have the everyone's going to gamestop versus going to imx or maybe going to token trove like that Well, that could definitely be the play. That could be the reason why they're pausing, because Gods and Chains like, hey, we actually got to wait another week or two for the games for the next game set. So let me figure out when the new set is, because that might be. If okay, this is where it gets crazy. If that's going to be within the next week, that overlaps with the promotion I was talking about with GameStop being the twenty seventh. Guys, you're getting some grade A alpha here. Possibly, we don't know for certain but it doesn't look too bad right now. That is super freaking interesting. This is interesting, guys. What do you think about my madcap philosophy there?
3: I'm trying to find uh, the Charlie Day gif, you know, where he's putting all the clues together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm looking now currently for looking now because I'm trying to think because Gotham Chain has been promoting um, they have been promoting I fucking called it I fucking called it Mortal Judgment Lights Verdict on sale 4pm 28 September for limited time only so it's a new set right Either new set or new subset? I'm listening to a little promo video. A contest between the gods, plunge world, and darkness coming soon. Okay, so. Unrivaled the story of Mortal Judgment, Light's Verdict and Epic Inclusion, a limited epilogue set featuring twelve powerful new cards. So it's only twelve new cards? What? That is confusing. I don't I, I don't understand. Like that's really confusing. It's like let me just Google this and see if there's any articles. I mean, that's definitely why the cutoff is the 27th. I'm looking on the website now. So once I find anything to talk about, I'll pin it to the top. Because Mortal Judgment is the current set we're in right now. So these new promo cards are interesting... Judgment lights verdict.
3: Yeah, it just says the limited epilogue set featuring 12 powerful new cards Limited time only
1: This is so interesting
3: God's Unchained is on Rarible as well. Mm-hmm.
1: They just did it um, in the last week or so. A loaded leprechaun. I'm going to bring you up, but if you shall, it'll be brought down. Yep, but I, I approved his request. Hold on. Yeah, he's up. Okay. Yeah, you're more welcome to join the conversation, but if you're coming here to shill, you'll be dropped.
4: <laughs> I love it, bro. How are you guys? Happy Monday.
3: Hey Pop. Happy Monday. Are you
4: guys talking about the collecting the collectible trading card game? Is that what you guys are talking about?
1: Uh for V friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, We were actually talking about the GameStop NFT marketplace, uh, trying to figure out when they're going to go live with the IMX uh, integration.
4: I didn't even know. Okay. I didn't even realize that this was happening.
1: Yeah. So GameStop has made a really deep play into NFTs. They have their own NFT marketplace. And one of the things they have done is they partnered with Immutable X. Immutable X is the team behind Gods and Chain. It's one of the biggest games right now um, and play to earn. And one thing they have done is if you're a GameStop guy, like if you go into their membership program where you pay like 10, 15 bucks a month, they've just now done a promotion for like, hey, if you're subscribed to that membership program, you will be airdropped a pack of cards to try this NFT game. And so you now have... 5.3 million customers right now who are paid members of GameStop's membership program, who will now actually have their first like card pack for an NFT game. And so we're like, oh, this is really interesting because this is really going to start moving the the needle for everyone getting into NFTs, getting into NFT gaming, vFriends, et cetera, et cetera, especially when book games is actually on the IMX ecosystem and there go and will actually be tradable on GameStop.
4: Wow, that's awesome, bro. I should buy some book games, is what you're saying. Also, that's crazy. That's so insane. If you own do you own GameStop stock?
1: I personally do not, but I have been studying it. I I'm I don't really do stocks because I just I know at the end of the day it's a piece of paper saying you own X percent of a company and it's not doesn't have utility like an NFT would or even some ERC twenty tokens would. So I personally don't really do the whole stock game. Probably should, but I personally don't.
4: No worries, bro. I was just curious. Do you know if you sign up for the GameStop membership, could you still get airdrop those, or is it over now?
1: Mm-hmm. Nope. It's until uh, the 27th, and that's what we're really speculate on, is, like, why is it cut off the 27th? And we saw that Gods and Chain is doing a new... Um, it's like a baby epilogue set of like 12 cards. And we're trying to figure out um, the why, like why is it cut off the 27th? So like you today could sign up for that membership program. I think it's the power up program for GameStop. I'm not entirely sure what it's called. It's something along those lines. And then you can claim that free card pack for Gods of Jane. And so do that's they have a watching-
4: discord or is this all going on on the immutable discord? Cause I'm in the immutable X discord, but I didn't know if like GameStop has a discord.
1: I don't know if GameStop has Discord. That's a great question. I yeah. can find. I was letting... I'll,
4: I'll look into it too, bro. I, uh, it's savage though.
1: It's it's so interesting because like you have, the basically nothing happens in a bubble in this ecosystem in this entire industry of NFTs, Web three. Nothing happens in a bubble when you have Starbucks using NFTs. When you have DraftKings using NFTs. When you have GameStop using their own NFT marketplace. Like you're going to have VCs that other people notice, even like the casual mainstream consumer, they're going to eventually feel NFTs over time. It may take a couple of years, it may take six months, but basically nothing happens in a bubble. So you have to be not, obviously you cannot be omnipotent, but it helps to so like, hmm, how can this affect me? How can this affect V friends? How can this affect Web3 as a whole? And it's always so interesting.
4: Well, it's always fun to see the pieces start to come together, right? Like, why was GameStop? Exactly. Everyone was like, "GameStop's dead. I don't understand why their stock's popping off. I personally had a close friend who did actually make 750000 off of the GameStop pump uh, and ended up pulling that out to do different things in his life. So that's super baller. Um And it's crazy that GameStop's now out here, probably going to get so many. I'm going to go sign up for that today and ensure that I'm a part of this. (laughs) It's
1: crazy. Especially when you realize that they already have the ability to, like like I was just talking about our last spaces, like they have the ability to literally flip a switch and get 5 million people to like, hey, sign up for this, get a free asset and cool. You're now a part of this game. And so they're literally able to push a button and 5 million people have the option to join this game's ecosystem. Like, that is insane. I don't know if any other person in this industry has the ability to just do that. Of like, hey, you want to try this MT Play to Earn game? Cool, boom. 5 million people just got the opportunity to do that for free. Like, that's insane.
4: Think about being on the other side, freaking like beta tests and being a part of all that right now that's insane the opportunity there so untapped
1: i agree we actually had um i think we had someone in our community who actually was able to be part of that first beta test and she was telling us about it and just like how you had all these people in close proximity to each other and that it was very like However, they're doing is it, like they were able to support a lot of people in one spot at the same time, and that's really freaking impressive for a beta. That's, my background is in um, game development, and so hearing about like a beta test is able to support dozens, if not hundreds, of people at any particular spot at one time is like that's really interesting, especially for a live test.
4: Yeah, I kind of asked. Uh, I don't know if you know Josh Wade. He's kind of. Uh, pretty active in the V Friends community. He was at VCon uh, and was running all over the place. I had met him. And uh, he has the Aeropups project as well, which uh, I believe contributes to aviation. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Uh, but yeah. he was, uh, he has other deeds. And so I was asking him if he was taking part in that and he wasn't uh, he wasn't saying he was spending too much time on it and i was like wow that's insane if i had those i'd be spending every last second on that
1: it's especially if it's something you already have like that's the thing that's super interesting like it's one thing if you go out and get it and don't do it but if you already have it and just you don't see like the not the utility but it's like if you already have something that's providing you utility and you're not interested in it like that's that's interesting well so he bought him. Like-
4: he he uh he doesn't even have any yoga assets. He bought those as as his first yoga asset and is you know looking to see what happens in the future and it's just kind of holding him. But he's not being really super active in that space, which is just insane to me. Which he's got a lot going on, but it'll be crazy.
1: I'm definitely because thing is, like, other side, like, it's interesting, like, what will happen? Like, will you go be the one? Because you can have multiple winners in this industry. It's not going to be, like, we talk about, um, like, metaverses. It's like, who's going to be the one that wins? Is it going to be Sandbox? Is it going to be um, Cryptovox? Like, who's going to be the one that wins the the metaverse? And it's like, I think you could have multiple winners, but it's very important to pay attention to what's going on because... You can have these big name recognitions, like people know who they are, but like there's so much that goes into it. And we've had talks before about like V friends, like, hey, Gary has the ability to run this like a company and even in like the worst bear cycle, be able to like be careful about the money spend and the flow and like how cash is distributed inside the ecosystem to where they're not going to be doing like major layoffs and like be like really set behind where they have to drop the project. Other projects that only been there for like a couple really good bull cycle, maybe a bear cycle, they may not have the ability to hold on to their capital like that. So it's going to be interesting. It's like this is a marathon, not a sprint. So like really interesting to see like who wins the market, who has the capital just as that goes forward.
4: Who really comes out on the other side? No, I Bing. think what you're saying, bro. I uh, I do really think, though, that it's almost inevitable. Like you said, there's going to be multiple winners. There's going to be, as you put on your Oculus or whatever headset you have, you're going to be able to you know, step into probably just about anything uh, out there imaginable. Uh, But I think that one of the first ones that will be integrated with meta and Oculus will definitely be the other side along with sandbox and um, Decentraland.
1: It's, It's going to be so interesting to see how it plays out because, like, we talk about, like, a couple years ago, we didn't even hear about Solanas. Like, there's going to be stuff that pops up out of nowhere because it's got VC backing. (laughs) You remember in game development, we used to have to sell assets before the game was even done in order to finance the game. And now you have games actually talking to VCs because VCs now respect the idea of Web3, blockchain gaming, what have you. And so you're going to be able to have these games that actually can be AAA or AAA quality of where you're actually going to be able to have players that go, ooh, I can I can trade these assets, I can do stuff with this, I can integrate this, and it doesn't feel like it's slapped on like it was for a Ubisoft Quartz with... Um, Ghost Recon, um, I don't want to say it was Wildlands, but uh, whatever that new Ghost Recon game was, where it felt like they kind of slapped the NFT in there and it upset a lot of people because you could only get it if you did like 200 hours in the game, and so it felt like it was like a really late addition that they didn't really think through and it upset people. But they actually, really? have something. Hmm?
0: Is that the Ubisoft Quartz thing you were talking about?
1: Yes, Ubisoft Quartz. Yeah. It was like you had to do something ridiculous, like 150 or 200 hours of game, a playtime, in order to get the asset. So it felt like um it felt like it was something they added very last second in the development process and so it was an experiment and there's nothing wrong with experimenting but you it's very it's you have to be very very careful about like just slapping something in there and be like oh fans hated it no one wants nft it's like no it has to be integrated in there in a way that makes sense and if you put it in there last second it may not have a natural integration so it's We'll see. There's these guys have been in the business for a long time. You're going to have the cream rises to the top. Like over time, people will make the right decisions. It's like your health, it's like your health. If you're a healthy person or unhealthy person, it's because you made a series of small micro choices over the course of years. And so, if you have people making the right choices, air quotes, when it comes to this industry, it will pay off over the course of six, eight, twelve months, three, five years, and we will see the fruits of that labor
0: ubisoft and steam will definitely readopt nfts there's no doubt about it it's just the the, the delivery mechanism that they chose was not the, i didn't know they used that delivery mechanism like for what you've just elaborated on but clearly it wasn't the right one because um yeah they didn't like it but definitely within i would say within the next 18 months steam and ubisoft are going to adopt uh, nfts within their marketplace and uh, and their games
1: I think Steam may be a little harder to push on it because the personal, if I recall, the guy who works at Steam, the head dude, uh, Gabe, I think, doesn't like NFTs. So if he doesn't like it and he gets personal and petty, I don't know what his time on integrating it is. However, if um we just saw that blanco's party got integrated into the epic game store and if they start balling out and starting integrating a bunch of different web 3 games and then steam is falling behind in terms of competition yeah they may integrate it they, but definitely, they I... are
0: definitely going to fall behind there's no doubt about it just because one guy at the top's got an opinion or something doesn't necessarily mean it's the right opinion so i think i get your mm-hmm. point uh it's just not yeah, it reminds me of like George Lucas and and the or uh, I think it was Ridley Scott and his commentary on you know like he was good in a certain time frame like Ridley Scott but he doesn't like people don't adapt and they just lose out so consequently um, they just won't perform as well but yeah definitely definitely I just wonder when I can't wait for the conversation that we're gonna have where we're like do you remember we had that conversation about when Ubisoft um, you know pulled out and uh, we just you know we thought they were gonna definitely ape back in again on NFTs so.
1: Yeah, it's honestly right now, Ubisoft is also in a really weird position of where they um, they have like four or five different Assassin's Creed projects going on that they announced and people are trying to speculate which one is like the classic uh Assassin's Creed game, which one is like the newer RPG style, and so like if they have won their flagships, that's basically floundering because no one is happy with what they're putting out. I think they have a lot of stuff right now instead of speculative tech. So, I think there was a lot more to it versus like, oh, we don't like NFTs anymore. We're going to stop doing it because Ubisoft, Ubisoft is still a part of the Blockchain Gaming Alliance. They're still partnered with Guild of Guardians on IMX. One is going to be working with GameStop. So I think it's just a matter of just time and like other stuff going on. And if Ubisoft doesn't run with it, okay, Ubisoft doesn't run with it. But they take years to build their games like any other AAA gaming studio. But this is they have the experience of time because as you've alluded to before, people have a very short attention span. And so if they're able to placate the people who are like posting nasty stuff on all their Assassin's Creed tweets because uh, they've alluded to using NFTs before, they're like, all right, cool. We stop doing it. They come back and do it again. And when the water's cooled off a little bit, then that's they could or could not do. I don't know. I'm not in the rooms with them, so I couldn't tell you what their decision is.
0: I think it's just, a t- I mean, the attitudes like that, that web 2 attitude is just a testament to, to how early we are. So, we're definitely in the right place to have the right opportunities for us individually, at least. So, I'm glad to be ahead of the curve.
1: <clears throat> I just saw what you posted, Jonathan, from that uh, the GIF of me uh, figuring out IMX the <laughs> yeah. GameStop marketplace and GameStop Marketplace's PR campaign. I just saw the GIF right now of the dude from Always Sunny with like the red lines and stuff and all the paper and like the Sharpie. And the... that's good. That's good. I can show this to a wife <laughs> when I get a chance. But, like, she'll find that funny.
3: That's exactly what I was picturing when you were going, oh, yeah, no, no, I don't think so. And then all of a sudden, you just ran with it, and you're like, yeah, yeah, maybe they're doing this, or maybe they're doing this, or maybe they're doing this.
1: It just, it makes sense, because it's like, why would they have, I mean, GameStop went live, their NFT marketplace in, I want to say, it was May or, it was June, it was June or July, and they... We went into it thinking, okay, IMX will be integrated day one. It was not. And here we are in September going, okay, it's been about three months. Why is this not integrated yet? What is the reasoning behind it? And sure, there could be a lot. There could be a litany of reasons why. But it's interesting to why they haven't done it yet or when they would. Because they even announced it. Oh, we will be... If they even said, oh, okay, that could be a play. Again, this is probably a crazy PR campaign, but if they announce they're going to trade assets or like oh, we will be integrating IMX on next Tuesday, for example, if they did that, then they're going to have a lot of trading volume happening on other platforms. Whereas if they do like a surprise integration, like you wake up and boom, you're on GameStop, there will be people flipping out, taking their assets, connecting their wallets to GameStop and doing a lot of that trading volume um, on GameStop so they get that spike versus their, I don't want to call them competitors, but their other competing marketplaces getting that volume in anticipation of being on GameStop instead of having it all happen on GameStop. So that could be the reason why we don't have a concrete date yet.
3: So see the, the gods packs, those limited edition packs, um, the expansion packs, you have to be signed up to GameStop's rewards program. Is that what it is to be able to claim them?
1: Yes. You have to be part of their power-up player program thing. But you can sign up from now to the 27th, and you can you sign up for it now. If you're a member now between now and the 27th and you can still claim that pack.
3: Is that going to be um, specific to the US, do you think?
1: Um, I want to say yes, because I saw some people were trying to use a VPN.
3: Yeah, it's $15 a year.
1: Oh, a year? Yeah. Oh, it's not too bad. If you do the calculation that, hey, they might do other card pack stuff because they may be, like, testing it. Like, okay, what is our conversion rate from our paying customers to people who want a digital asset? Or how many more people do we get to sign up? Do we get 10 people to sign up or do we get 10,000? Because if you just had, they did this announcement, let's say 10,000 people signed up, 10,000 people paid $15, that's... What? $150,000? That just got added to the bottom line. Obviously, there might be costs and stuff involved with the power-up program, the discounts, but it's interesting.
0: I'm
1: curious what... I'm curious if we can find out how many people signed up for the program after they made the announcement. That would be a very interesting metric, uh, you know, thing to measure. Ooh. What do you think about that?
3: Where do you think you'd be able to find that? I'm... I can't even get back onto game stuff. I think it's blocked me because of my VPN.
1: trying to figure out what I would even be calling it. Like, what would be... Hmm. Power-up rewards, GameStop. Um... Member numbers. I don't know if that even be like public information. Mm. Hey, Chef. Good morning.
5: Good morning. Um, well, technically, for the UK people in here, isn't it like two or three PM? Wait, eight like, hours, so it'd be five PM, right? Five thirty. Yeah, it's like five thirty-six over yeah.
1: I mean, actually, it's twelve thirty here too. So, yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah, good afternoon, everyone. <laughs>
5: um, so are we? Uh, are we sweeping up the VF two floor? What What are we doing here? <laughs> are we Are we buying in? Isn't VF two like at four hundred U.S. dollars right now? Personally, yeah. I'm holding off. I think it's going to drop more. I think so. Too. It's It's hard because, like, there's a big debate of whether you buy book games right now or VF2 um, I think they're kind of a book games I, I guess is it could be a cool play just because um, obviously if Gary has to eventually do something on there and even if that increases the price by 20% that's not a bad bad flip um, but yeah it's, it's 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 a strange place right now. With VF two, VF one, and book games, so I I don't know what what to do because obviously, like, I can't sell anything. So, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah,
5: curious. I have any
1: theses. My thesis slash philosophy on this is when it comes to book games, book games on IMX. IMX is about to get integrated into GameStop. And so I think there will be a surge of volume of people who are on GameStop like, holy shit, Gary V has an NFT project on here. That's really cool. I'm going to get one. But in terms of getting into VF2, I think it's more higher correlated to Ethereum's price dipping than it has anything to do with V friends as a project, as a whole, what have you. So... I think that the price will keep going down for ETH because the rest of the market keeps going down because we're entering in this recession. I think that uh, we were mentioning this on the last show we had that Bitcoin had dropped something ridiculous. Like um, in the last month, Bitcoin has gone down, um, or in the last six months, Bitcoin has gone down nearly fifty-five percent, and so it's still on that kind of downward trend. If you look at it like a like a monthly um thing bitcoin goes down. I don't care what you think, but ETH is still impacted by Bitcoin going up or down because it's almost like a, a food chain, as I use the analogy of like stocks affect Bitcoin, Bitcoin affects ETH, ETH affects uh VFriend's price, the floor price. Because unless something happens inside that vacuum, everything's gonna be impacted by the big macroeconomics further up the chain. And so I don't see any reason for stocks to go up, Bitcoin to go up, ETH to go up. So I don't want to catch a falling knife if I think that knife's going to go down further at least for VF2. Book games could be interesting play because of GameStop, but I don't know um like it, it's it, it's interesting.
5: Yeah, I think that um I I agree with you and I do think that we we don't we haven't tasted a real recession yet. Like people say we're in a recession like this is not what a recession like anyone who remembers two thousand eight remembers what a recession is and like it's it's really bad um, and the reason why I think NFTs will be affected in crypto is because it's kind of a let's be honest it's kind of a hobbyist enthusiast like it's it's not an essential thing you need in your life I can at least argue the value of my Apple stock right and Apple computers and people are gonna buy iPhones in recession but like uh, the NFT space will be affected because you know. If, if I had to give up any expense right now, I'd give up buying NFTs. So, I think I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out.
1: Oh, I hardly agree. When it comes to, like, hobbyist stuff like cards, regardless of the bigger macro thing, people will hold on to their cards. So, it's going to be interesting to see how people view their NFTs and the crypto as a whole. Like, will they be dumping to get something out of it, especially as the price drops? Or will there be people who will be holding and still trading in this ecosystem and more like taking it up as like a sunk cost, sunk loss, and just trying to find other ways? Because people will be getting laid off soon, unfortunately. Uh, with any recession, you have a lot of people who be trimming the fat. Um, you're going to have a lot of people who will lose their jobs or lose streams of income. Um, housing, price. Like, it's going to be bad. This is going to be a bad one. I just don't know when it will happen.
5: Yeah. I agree. I mean, the here in US uh, the interest rates have gone up. It was like two point three percent. Um, like immediately after COVID, it's now like six point five percent to get a thirty year fixed mortgage on a house. Um, which for context, it means if before you could afford a six hundred thousand dollar home, you can now only afford like a three hundred fifty thousand dollar home. Like it's it's a pretty big difference in terms of your monthly payment. So yeah, I think housing's in for one, which you know, sorry to those who just bought a home. I'm kind of excited for this as someone who doesn't own a home because I think house prices are absolutely nutty here at least where I live in California like my, my I'm in a two thousand square foot home. It's valued at one point six million dollars. It makes no sense on planet earth for this home to be valued at what it's valued. So I'm very um, yeah, I, I think I think common sense prevails and if something seems too expensive right now, it's not going to be in the short term it's going to it's going to fix uh, or adjust the argument against that is that um is the supply demand curve like people say that there's not enough houses um in america um that's their argument i i don't know if i believe that but yeah it's interesting to see but it's good to see you good to see you Mosher. Good to see everyone here
0: good to see you, mate
5: what what happened to your voice
0: i don't know i think i've got like laryngitis or it's bad
5: yeah. Wow. Well, hope you get better soon. Drink lots of honey tea from Pret. Yeah. Sorry, that's the only UK thing I know. So I'm no, it's sure a good Pret.
0: You've yep. spiked my memory. Actually, honey and lemon.
5: That's what I needed. Yep. I'm I'm just impressed. Lo- lots of credit to you for still hosting the space. Like, thanks, I, bro. Um, just, I was just cancelled, but that, that's, that shows the discipline. You are the workout wolf after all. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't really like book games. Uh, I don't like that platform. I don't think it's not a PFP. I haven't seen anybody on Twitter with it, so there's no social signaling for that, and there probably won't be in the future anyway. And so, why would there be? Because you're using that platform to burn into another project. Uh, I think I've, we've gone over this before, but uh, yeah, I just don't think it's sustainable. So,
5: I'm 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 with you. With I'm I'm not a huge fan of the platform, but. Um actually, I'll, I'll take that back. i the the no gas and, and some of that stuff is really nice. Um, like there's there's definitely things on layer two that you go, wow, that's really 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 nice and convenient but yeah from a NFT ecosystem not making it your PFP um, and and plus you know I, I just don't think, And this comes from my business brain. Like, I just don't think Gary has a lot of incentive to really care about book games because he kind of already fulfilled his promise on those. You bought a book on Amazon that you could have returned back to Amazon, and you got an NFT out of it that was one point worth eight hundred bucks, and hopefully you sold some of that. Like, he kind of already fulfilled his promise. Where like VF two, he hasn't right. Like he's he kind of let everyone down on that right. It's less than mint pricing, and I think that's the problem. So I think that from an – if you're Gary sitting in an office of VaynerMedia right now, your number one incentive, in my opinion, probably is to increase the floor of VF2. I just can't imagine nothing else being more of a priority um, and then maybe followed by VF1. But even VF1, like, had mm-hmm. enough ups and downs on it where people could have, you know, cashed a little bit out. And, it, and VF1 has mo- always been more of a long-term play. So. I'll... If you
1: don't want me asking, how would he be able to raise the VF two floor right now? As if if everything is pushing everything down, like what announcements do you think he can do in the short term that don't a feel force? But I'm hey, curious. I'm
5: giving, uh, I'll tell you. Hey, I'm giving away thirty CryptoPunks, one every day for the month of December, and all you got to do is hold on to a VF two, and a random wallet will be selected for a CryptoPunk.
1: So, okay. I mean, I, I could see that being the thing,
5: but $400 buy in for a chance of winning $100,000 Crypto Punk. So, that, like, like, that's idea one. Idea two is, I, idea two would be, hey, the um, VF1 holders would love that. Yeah. So, so let's say, um, wait, v, wait, why wouldn't VF1 holders like that? Because VF1 all got VF2s
1: yeah that's fair
5: yeah and and oh no you you own a twenty thousand dollar NFT. you can't buy a four hundred dollar one to enter this like you know it's I mean? not it's
1: it's not it's the idea that if someone like got a bunch of vf once like okay so i got a well, he, ticket he could, to
5: vf2 he okay so, so let let's 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 maybe let's flip it in reverse Let's say okay. he does the CryptoPunk thing to VF1 holders, right? It so says if okay. you hold, if you hold on to a VF1, you have a chance of winning a CryptoPunk every single day for the month of December. Then I think it, it, you the second way you could do with VF2 is you could say, "Hey, I I bought up, you know, you just do the same thing. You just pick th- pick another product. Okay, mm-hmm. you get World of Women for VF2. Like I just think that you create lottery situations where people can win big because at the end of the day, like people people. Like the feeling of like maybe I wake up – like the reason why book games was so exciting in my opinion, why book games was done really well is someone someone bought 12 books and got a time machine tiny ogre or got like a paper hands pony and it was like, oh my god, I bought 12 books and now I have a $100,000. Like that's kind of exciting, right? I think that anything Gary can do to add a randomizer where like you might just strike it big is going to increase floor price. So that's one. Um, two, obviously, um, this is gonna be probably more of a VF1 thing. I think equity saying, hey, we're doing merch, we're doing t-shirts, you guys are gonna get sliced in on that pie by owning these NFTs, you get a royalty. I mean, you can't you can't argue against it, it, or even if it was as simple as, hey, if you own a VF1 character, you get the VF two, you get one percent of the VF2 royalty split. Like divided by how many VF1s there are, right? Like if you were even even if I made 50 bucks a month in passive income from owning a VF one. That's still better than zero, and like, don't underestimate what people will do for passive income. People buy $800,000 homes to make $300 a month in, in positive cash flow on a rental home, right? People do this in America mm-hmm. all the time. Most people here have rental homes that they have a $300,000 mortgage on just to make $200 a month in profit. So if you add some kind of passive income to something, magically the price is going to skyrocket. So but... those are things right now that could happen that can make the price double. I, I swear
1: actually, I'm not trying sure to play devil's advocate but as they are um a very large company they may be very um like anything that even looks like passive income or security they they got to be careful but
5: uh, no, it's a no, good I, idea I, I, you're you're correct I mean you asked the question what could they do right and I'm just
1: oh, Okay yeah, no that's fair that's fair
5: I'm trying to give you realistic things. Like the idea that it's just going to go in free fall with the market is like no. There's things they could do. Uh, I'll give you a really easy one. If every VF two was a a one share of VaynerMedia, like, and you can own, like, they said, hey, we're giving up five percent of all of VaynerMedia, the company, and instead of going on the stock market, we're going to do this. Really, we're going to be the first to be an NFT based. You own a share of VaynerMedia. I know the laws aren't probably not prohibiting this, but like, if you just go with my fantasy here. Yeah, okay. I, I can promise you VF2 is going to skyrocket in price, right? It's just, it just comes down to what is the NFT tied to. Right now, I, I don't think it's compelling to say, hey, if you buy a VF2, there's a 1 in 100 chance your VF2 is the right character where you get multivitamins. Like that's not enough to get people to buy a VF2, <laughs> right? Like you need, you need some a utility that's insanely exciting. If, if they if Gary said tomorrow, hey, actually change of plans, VF2 is going to also get access to VCon next year the floor would go up like you could you could keep playing a million scenarios but it just comes <laughs> down to a utility that's worth it right mm-hmm. that's all he has to do is just make a utility that's worth it i don't think
0: i don't think a giveaway function produces long-term loyalty from a community base i think everyone's objective when it comes to their token holdings is to either have a shareholding in something or have ip right like real ip rights in the tokens that they own so they can commercialize it so that's where I'm at with those situations. But I think we've gone over this a number of times before in the past about mm-hmm. what needs to happen. But <clears throat> at the moment, we have no context across any characters. Like nobody knows anything about Workout Wolf or the Gary B or anybody else's PFP. Like nobody knows anything. Like that's it. They have like a 60 second uh, edit of a of a cartoon, and that's literally all they know. So uh, there's a lot of groundwork to be had in terms of value proposition and context for the for the actual characters in order for people. To actually buy into it because that's part of the reason why when we have the same announcements of vc backing um the same as the way in which you know proof of reach for venture backing as well as doodles they get a pumping floor but with vfriends nothing happens uh, because um, the reason for that is because people outside of vfriends don't recognize the value or context of the collection so and i agree with them so that's kind of what we're actively trying to explore is like why what is actually going on and nobody knows what is going on with eFrance, friends just so you know like anybody who says they know what's going on they don't know what's going on so <laughs>
5: I mean, here's here's the best part i don't think even gary knows what's going on
0: <laughs> so i don't know well here's the thing
5: i mean like uh,
0: you know book games it, so like when you ask that question you ask it for the margin aspect of like what's your return on investment i just don't think whilst immutable x is the most efficient platform at the moment it's not where attention is at the moment so And then when i look at the activations about like i think a book games token was like 350 dollars so what is it like 60 or 70 percent below mint price so you could say yeah okay fair enough but the problem with that is is that you're burning as a mechanic right it's just a burn mechanic which isn't really innovative so you're just burning into another project so you're not you're actually removing yourself from the vayner ship and you're jumping onto another ship which is like brain vomit and from the the tweets that i've read is that um i'm led to believe and this is a wild speculation from somebody else that i read is that apparently the book games exchange hasn't been updated since launch so and i don't even know what the prices are at the moment so i, I don't really know the only thing i'm going to use book games tokens for <clears throat> should i choose to burn is to burn into back into vf1 or vf2 tokens so if i if i wanted to go into another project i just transfer fear currency over and just buy the project myself that way I have more choice with my money rather than my tokens, so I'm not going to be constrained to the book games platform as a choice to a blue chip if I want to buy another punk or buy a punk.
5: So yeah, but 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 I I see. I argue that that's what makes book games kind of amazing, right? Because if, if if done correctly, if they if they decide if Gary wakes up tomorrow and says, "I'm gonna," I know a book game. I think the floor book game right now is like 150 bucks, right? Something like that. I can I can make a CryptoPunk. Let's say the floor of CryptoPunks right now. I think it's like $86,000 to buy a floor CryptoPunk. But if you made it where mathematically that CryptoPunk was actually $67,000 on the book game exchange to burn book games – that's a colossal win for book games, right? Like and, and so if you create that price arbitrage where you're like, "Hey, we're going to take an NFT that normally is hundred thousand dollars. you take a board ape and now it's fifty thousand dollars if, if you just go through this roundabout way of buying book games and burning them, that will make book games hot tomorrow. Yeah, but what
0: they are smart with is they update the exchange in terms of the requirement for book for book game burn, like effectively and quickly so that you won't necessarily be able to get a cheap bargain so for example a no country. but that's
5: that's a, that's a business decision right the business decision is right now they're they're making it where it's not a good deal but they can wake up tomorrow and make it a good deal right so that's that's on them like if they wanted to yeah yeah yeah. Support, yeah right yeah yeah
0: yeah of course i see your point now yeah yeah no they could do but i mean like we have a lot of space on, jonathan what are you saying mate so,
3: just I, I had a look on the book games exchange and um, when we brought it up there a few minutes ago. So, at the minute, the floor on book games is point oh eight. You can buy an avatar on the exchange for three tokens, and the floor on the avatar is 0.34. So, there is the potential for an arbitrage there. If someone was to go and buy a bundle, like I know a few of the lads were doing bundle deals with people where they were getting. 10 book games for a floor price of book games so if it was 0.08 they were paying 0.8 and getting 10 and not necessarily floor ones but if you were doing buying a bundle like that you could potentially pick stuff up on the exchange and flip it for a profit
5: yeah great great point yeah i think i think there's arbitrage now the the irony about book games is that if there is a good deal on exchange like let's say they do put that crypto punk there for 50 grand the problem is that everyone buys up book games, book games price goes up, and then it's not a good deal anymore. So, like, there is kind of some fun mechanics there. Like, if, if they make really good deals on the exchange, everyone's going to swoop up and buy book games, which then makes the average tour of a book game, let's say, $800. And then magically, it's not a good deal anymore, right? So, it's it's this really fun, like, but I think there's some kind of fun to that. There's kind of something fun to this, like, casino chip floor Thing where there's like all these variables there's the price of eth going there's the book game price and then there's the price of the burning on the exchange like i think that's actually a fun game like there is a that's why it's called book games but right now the book games are stupid because like there's no incentive for me to go buy 800 book games to save six six thousand dollars like it does the math right now is not good but I, I hope one day – I hope Gary wakes up tomorrow and says, hey, you know what? We should we should take some – I mean, heck, how about you put some VF1 goo- – why is there not VFriend goose on the exchange? It's, it's insane to me, right? Like go put five or ten of your own NFTs, Gary, your own VFriend Goos on the exchange at really stellar good prices. And, and when book games burns down to zero, it's good for book games too because like the less supply of book games, right? So – it's just I think these things are are probably things that are gonna happen. I know that they're just like taking their sweet time because remember this is a forty to fifty year roadmap. Uh, <laughs> but I think there's a lot of moves they can do right now. Um, and I think there's a lot of opportunity on book games if they decide to. I think the the, 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 the fair point that everyone is discussing back and forth is, is, it, is there incentive for them to do so? Um, but um, I'm gonna switch the listening. I gotta I gotta hop on a meeting, but I'll switch the listening and, and continue listening on to the conversation here.
0: Thanks for coming, mate. Ben, don't worry about um, waiting your turn, mate. Just unmute and then jump in, <clears> then. <throat> Are you there, Ben? We would love to hear from you. Ben is not there. Guys, we have four minutes left. Please feel free to come up. <clears throat>
3: Yeah, yeah much, like, just yeah. on your point about uh, no one having book game PFPs, I had a Koala PFP for a long time. until I no, got I remember, You are like the only
0: guy, bro. That's why. <laughs> you were not
3: like
0: the only fucking guy that I saw. <laughs> so I didn't see anybody else with a, a book game PFP. But, um, yeah. Oh, I also think, you know, when you look at the access tokens, you can see when you go to, I mean, there's just a lot of things that we don't have transparency on. So, you know, we'll say like, you know, there's, you know, that these are all the VF1s and I don't believe that to be true at all. I think there's way more VF1s. I think there's an Emerald selection of VF1s that are going to be deployed across uh, Emerald selection of VF2s. Fucking, uh, There's going to be an Emerald background, basically, for VF1s. I think there's definitely access tokens that are VF2s also. And uh, a testament to that is if you go and look at uh, the basketball scene on, um, you know, VF2, you can see the courtside cat in VF2 form. So, like, this is the whole thing where it's, like, I don't necessarily take um, what is being told as gospel in the first instance. So things like the reason why people take VC backing, is that really the case? I don't know. Um, because, um, you know, one thing's being said, but when you look at the, you know, other aspects, they, they may not seem to be true. So whether that's deliberate or not, I don't know. Mm -hmm. who really knows but um, it's quite an interesting conversation to speculate on nonetheless so if you look i'm trying to find there was a platypus on the floor uh that got brought up um just trying to find a basketball scene i the other thing is is that we have we have you know it's in these are obviously very interesting conversations oh here you go look there's one generous gerbil on the floor at $590. You can see if you look at um, it's a 12544 um, 4 item number or token number. You can see the quartz eye cat clearly depicted on the seats in the background. But I wonder if it's helpful to actually speculate on, you know, like if Gary wakes up tomorrow, he could choose to take us all to the moon and you know be a part of SpaceX. I mean he could, you know, it seems that you know anything can quite possibly happen or occur. And um, I I wonder whether it's worth speculating on that or simply waiting for the announcement or publication and then saying, basically, what does it mean? Because there's, you know, there's an aspect to like, obviously, you guys come here for us to to give you updates on what the news is. But also conversely, whether you know it or not, you want to know what the observations are of the, the news or like what the trends are. So, for example, you know, the BlackRock collaboration with Coinbase, one minute they're saying that it's a it's a scam, but the next minute they're actually collaborating with Coinbase to give access to their clients directly to cryptocurrency. And I think it's understanding what basically means is, you know, being able to read between the headlines, which we're actively learning to do in this space, is going to help you moving forward in the future so that you can dictate and depict or, you know, identify trends in your own situations or within Web3 specifically so that you can make better decisions when it comes to buying and selling tokens. So, and I like to think that that's what we're achieving. Well, I think that's what we're achieving, that's for sure. And so, the, you know, the more that we do these spaces naturally is that, you know, the more, I think the more time that elapses, the more time, the more we're going to learn about um, understanding the way web three moves and how to make the best of it. So, yeah. <laughs> i'll be interested to see what comes out of like the resting pose because that looks aesthetically the worst out of the whole collection but obviously that you know they know that specifically but then again it's like well, we're speculating on that aren't we so um you know we've seen uh the floor price the lowest has ever been at 433 at the moment the last time we saw this low was at 444 dollars. i think I mean, well, it depends what you, what position you want to be in, right? If you want to buy, then you, you really want it to keep going down. But if you want to sell, you want it to go up, right? So there's no real, you know, there's no, you know, everything you know, there's winners and losers in there, regardless of what happens in the market. Hopefully people are not in the stressing situations at this moment that they need to sell. Um, and then hopefully you guys are in the financial positions to buy. Um, you know. Like I said, but you know, it's like 60%. It's 60% below the min price. So the value expectation of this token selection. You know, VF2 or the Series 2 specifically, is going to be, hopefully, we anticipate to be at least $1,000 in terms of its delivery in the future. So, you know, even if it goes back up to once once the value proposition starts to be delivered across this this token selection, you know, VF2, you can have, you know, you can expect to at least hopefully get, you know, $1,000 back. So you've made $600. And um, yeah, so quids in. I know, and I think it's a lot harder with VF one because it's a it, the, the you know the barrier to entry is a lot high financially. You know, you can't just. Um, but then again, you know the barrier to entry to VF two is high. So it's like, you know, it, it's all context as to you know what what you're doing with it because you know four hundred twenty dollars is a lot of money. And so is, you know seven thousand dollars. So and so is one hundred thirty dollars on Book Games Exchange. So it depends what your entry point level is and your financial qualification stuff like that. And it's all. But I think that's all very specific to the buyer and to the seller. So, um, you know, don't necessarily take a leaf out of anybody else's book when it comes to your own movements in this space. Guys, anything to add before we close? Ben, are you there? No, he's not there. Still not there. We still love him. Um, Swole, Jonathan, anything to add before we close?
1: All good here,
3: Guys, we yeah.
0: have... Why you... Sorry, Jonathan, go on, mate.
3: No, I was just going to say, I think that, that point that you just made is... Um... It's probably one of the more important things that isn't talked about enough everyone's at different levels everyone's got different levels of risk and risk tolerance and knowing your own i think is probably one of the most important things
0: yeah 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 i agree with that and um, recently we've been leaning into to uh play to own gaming specifically and that's because we believe it's definitely up and coming if not it's already arrived and so we've been talking about it, but also we've been doing a lot of things about it. And with that, we have on Wednesday YGGSEA, the Guild in itself, the Southeast Asia Group, the Southeast Asian uh, Guild and Galaxy Fight Club coming to join us on Wednesday to talk more about play to earn. When it comes to opportunities, this is something you need to be educated on, we feel, Definitely. You know, you can talk about ENSs and you can talk about PFPs, but I think the next avenue isn't necessarily rainmakers in terms of opportunity moving forward because that is all you know. Fantasy sports has always been there, but when it comes to play to own within web, well, I mean, I mean, you can argue that to the to the cows come home. But we feel the next thing is is definitely going to be web three gaming, and we're we're going to be actioning that moving forward. And we'd like to think that hopefully you'd be able to benefit from this insight. So, guys, we would love for you to join us on Wednesday. Uh, bring your notepads. Uh, and certainly come up and ask any questions because is going to be leading that um, with the project dev of um, head of marketing for Galaxy Fight Club and the head of the YGGSA, some very renowned uh, groups there are coming to join us. Hopefully my fucking voice will be back. Who knows? Who knows? So guys, thanks so much for joining us. We will see you on Wednesday. Goodbye.